I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Red Men podcast. Preseason continues unabated. In fact, it actually technically begins this week, Chris. It's mad. Liverpool play football I, games again. It's boss. Mm. But it doesn't feel like we've had very long off, does it? It never does. Never does. Genuinely never does. It's boss though. No, no, no. It's, I, I mean, like, I feel like I've had a restaurant. It's weird because it, it feels like it's come around really quickly. And yet at the same time, I was looking back through some of our old videos this week for some for some side project thing. And and I had to go, it was, I was surprised how far I had to go back to the, to the Butter game. That's because we not, do a lot of videos. We do a lot of videos. <laughs> daily news, yeah, Paul. Absolutely. But, I, you know, I, I, I've not thought about that game in a while. My thoughts have been very much about maintaining an even keel emotionally around the transfer window um we'll get into we've got as we've done for the last couple of weeks we've asked you for some topics um and also if you want to watch the video version of this podcast you can it's on the redmentv.com you wonderful human beings um does sexy wave to camera um would have been so much fun yeah yeah, I know, but you've got to let people know what they're missing out on, Chris. Um, if that, if you didn't want, no, Christ, no, put it away, <laughs> put it away, my eyes, my eyes. Um, so someone was good enough to send us a picture of that when you you got the you got your nipple out on deadline day many years ago. Put on a bit since then, haven't I? <laughs> that nipple's half the guy, half the man that he is now. It's a, very, it's a much bigger nipple these <laughs> it's days. Fucking, it's like a fried egg it's now. Spread. Um, yeah, um, that was so. Thanks very much for that for bringing that image back into. And the eyes. one from the social club. Did you see that one? Oh, mate, you, you just carry on. I'll carry on. I'll find um, that. So I'd be interested to know people, people listening, how, and if, if you listen to us on, on Acast and obviously on iTunes and stuff, as always, give us a give us a rating and review and leave a comment. I want to know how people are handling this transfer window because I did a video last week on my channel about... You never the, did a video, did you, Once Paul? a week, just about... Um, about just hanging on in how, there. Um, People don't need to melt down about the window yet because Jürgen Klopp was having a laugh and all that kind of stuff and they're not taking it too seriously so I don't see why we should. Um, and that was neatly backed up this week by Peter Moore being tweeted, oh yeah, you did get your nipple out on Social Club. I'd forgotten all about that. Yeah. You yeah. sell yourself too short. We're like, oh, you need 10,000 likes. You've done it already. Twice. Twice. Um, yeah, uh, so the, the, the guy who's got Peter, at Peter Moore tweeted at Peter Moore LFC and said, just to let you know, I'm getting loads of Liverpool-related tweets. Thanks for this. And he said, come on, like, Peter, why aren't you signing some Liverpool players? And he's like, well, it's a, it's a busy market and blah, 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 which I thought was great. But yeah, I, um, I've been fine. I've been fine. I've been handling it really well. But I just, it was, 
in, in, in waiting around for stuff today and I've been on Twitter a lot. That was a veiled dig at me. It wasn't, no. It, it wasn't veiled. You can't write it. I've been waiting for you, you twat all day. So I've been like, so I've been, I've just been, I've been occupied and the internet's been shite. I've been on my phone a lot more. So I've been checking Twitter and that's whatever you do. I fall back and just go to social media accounts and check them out. And just the, the, the tone is just knocking my head sideways. And, Here's the thing, I I think it's self-perpetuating at this point because I'm now more miserable about Liverpool's transfer business and blah, blah, blah. So then I take, if I then take to social media, there's more of an edge of negativity to how I'm I'm talking. And I just think it it, it feeds into itself. I think you've done a pretty good job of staying clear of this to the best of your ability. Yeah, I just don't, I just don't really care what other people think Mm. a lot of the time. And, that's not leave your comments of, below. That, you know what yeah. I mean? Like when people are wonderful subscribers. Of course. But genuinely, like if you're gonna fume about something on Twitter, I'm not that arsed. I yeah. don't follow that many people. I don't follow like like the Redman account when I go on there and we follow like a one and a half thousand people or something like that. You know, you're gonna get some silly stories. Yeah. You have to be a little bit selective with what you want. It's a bit of a scattergun approach because you just want all the Liverpool news sometimes yeah. that people have. And you know, there's, there are a lot of fucking knobheads in social media, a lot of knobheads in the world. Mm. Just ignore them. Yeah, it's true. They just, Don't go it on just, I think the problem I've, I've found with it, and this is like, you know, I, I, I get accused maybe of not letting people have different opinions, and people are entitled to their different and stupid opinions. That's 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 the <laughs> no, it's that thing of I think what we, we talked about this and about how what, what seems to happen is. I think there's a lot of people with the with the beauty of social media and also the problem with it it's, in some instances is you very much get a lot of people sat at home on their own and they don't have a support network they don't they can't turn around to their the dad or the brother or the you know the best mate and, and, and have a chat about these things face to face and whatever yeah so you do tend to reach out and a lot of social media is, it's why you get Facebook posts where people say like cryptic miserable Facebook updates fishing posts exactly because they're just looking for someone to come and talk to them and, 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 and hey, are you okay hon uh, and, and that, that's what I think a lot of LSE Twitter's become it's people who are desperate for answers and in the absence of answers they fall back on like it's, it's become a, a a language of misery that, that gets talked in and the beauty of, the beauty of social media and, and as I say it's downfall is very much it allows you to reach out and find like minded individuals so it does and you reach out and you, you, your lonely hearts club band get to reach out and they find other people who, who share those opinions and when you find three or four people who share that opinion indicated don't exactly you? exactly and like i say i'm not i'm not said it before narcissistic echo chamber yeah that's I'm, what twitter is and here's the thing like i'm not suggesting everything's perfect in any way shape or form i just i get i get i get bored i'm just yeah i'm just bored of it i'm not like dead angry i'm not dead wound i'm, I'm bored of the fact that everything needs to be done in the here and here and now well, that's just that's not just football though yeah. is it that's that's the world that we live in with the technology that we've got available to us and mm. stuff and you know I, I you can have a conversation with somebody and you know i was talking on a, on a live show on friday and i mentioned this to you before didn't i paul that someone said something about the window and i said look you know can you really be judging the window when it's still open? Yeah. Even when the window's shut, yeah. is the wrong time to judge the window. Yeah. Look at last season as a perfect example. The window was shut last when the transfer window shut last season. Everyone was fucking in uproar. What a shit signing right now. There is we've overpaid. He's gone yeah. down with Newcastle. All this yeah. type of stuff. Forward that on nine months when Alden was one of our best players yeah, last season yeah, yeah. and you can only really view a transfer window after time's gone by and that's what people aren't willing to let happen yeah. people want stuff now yesterday and the day before they're not willing to see what value you're yeah. going to get out of something they want the Jürgen Klopp people wanted Jürgen Klopp from Dortmund mm-hmm. we're in the middle of him 
developing players and yeah. developing a squad. Yeah. You want the end result. Yeah. You want when he gets to the final of the Champions League and you want when he gets the league title. Well, I'm sorry, he had to go through everything else during his seven-year tenure to be able to get there. And all right, it didn't happen at the end of it sure. and people will say that. Yeah. But you understand there's a journey that got him there. He didn't come into Dortmund and they won the league. Yeah. That's what people need to remember. Yeah, Paul. and I think also is that the problem with the problem with it at the moment is that social media exists. It's it's a place where nobody's things don't get to change. So where you effectively, if you, if so, if you say something, that's screenshotted, and when that, when you that it doesn't come to fruition exactly as you forecast or foretold that it would. And this is the problem, and this leads into what the, the main topic of today is going to be, because we've been asked this by a few different people, and it's about Liverpool needing a, a do we have a plan B in the, in, the, in the transfer market, and what does that mean, and what does that look like? Um, because I, I, I'm almost as fearful of Liverpool signing players that aren't players that we've been linked with or Liverpool not what happens if Liverpool don't spend ludicrous money on players is that's almost like yeah as you say it's 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 the judgment that come it's the snap judgments that that, that wham you about stuff. Hey look we're and you know people listening might think we're hypocrites here we're in that game. Oh yeah we're we're, we're in the, the yeah. snap judgment. We do a final word after every game mm. you know and yeah. we do and we do reactions and stuff. You, I just think that we are a little bit more forward thinking on yeah. that stuff. You know what? But before we get into the, the one thing I want, I just want to address, and it's because it's the one thing that's been winding more than anything, and it, it shouldn't because it's probably an example of people getting under my skin, maybe for the, for, and that is the intention of, of, of them trying things. But it's this notion that because I said it on a video I did, a couple, most people were buzzing with that video because it was just, it was just a, a shout out for positivity, and you know the, the vast majority of people I think were, were buzzing for it and were saying, "Great, thanks for thanks for verbalising that." And it was just how I was feeling. But I, got a, I, I and I, we've had a few tweets to me and you and and, and Redmed and this acu- this accusation that the positivity is put on because it means that we are in the club's pocket or we're being this is if we if we don't say it how it is oh I know I know genuinely if we don't say it how it is it's because we're afraid that people are watching and it's going to mean that we don't get x y and z what are the x y and z's that we get honestly like you know I, I presumably play in pro evo with Doris Carrius I presume how did, the, did the club reach out to us there no how did we get that? Yeah, that was years and years of me begging Konami's PR department. That's interesting. Stories, that? yeah, it's and even the Dizzy Pens. Did that the club was, reach out to us then? No, that was that was Ball Street fighting our corner with Vauxhall. Oh right. Um, who liked what we did? And what they the made Suarez the case one? What was that? Us. That was actually us being mates with Empire of the Cop. They got the interview and they passed the Suarez interview onto on us because they, they thought we were quite nice. What about when you saw Stephen Gerrard in? LA when he was playing for LA Galaxy. That was just pure chance of me being nice to the LA Galaxy people and asking if we could turn up, and they said okay. Stephen Gerrard, Diddy Man's book launch. That was being nice to that was being nice to his book production company. Uh, so basically, in a nutshell, <laughs> we get fuck all off Liverpool. Um, <laughs> all we do is get the same bills for tickets that every other fucker gets. Yeah, um, yeah no, I, I it, it, this is the thing, and I, I. I I had someone saying you've sold out. It's just my opinion, and I and I and the problem the problem we've got, of course, with all this stuff. And I get it. I, and this is this is why it's so hard. We should never strive to change people's opinions. It's just I think what 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 our strength has always been in doing this stuff is just presenting our own opinions. And if people happen to share those opinions, they feel great. If people don't share those opinions, you should be able to go be, be you know understand that people do have different opinions. What we seem to be coming up against is. 
is a brick wall of people who can't fathom that other people would have a different opinion to them and therefore presume that there must be something underhand going on, which I think is really, that's, yeah. that's paranoia. If, uh, here, here, here's the thing, right? These people probably don't watch our videos. They mm. probably see headlines from tweets and you can't put in a headline of a tweet advertising a video what you will say in 20 minutes mm. in a video. Yeah. Imagine what we say in 20 minutes written into an article, Paul. And all the nuances and all the different... a lot of fucks in one article. all the different points and all yeah. that type of stuff that you cover in a 20-minute video yeah. about Liverpool Football Club. They can't get an impression of what we're talking about yeah. from a tweet. And that's what it is. Yeah. Because i tell you one thing, you don't get that air, air, air of negativity in the YouTube comments and you don't get that from our subscribers on the website. Yeah. No, because true. they do watch the videos yeah. And you might get people who disagree with your point, yeah. and that's fine. Maybe There's nothing wrong with that, yeah. but they're not dickheads about it, like on social media. Yeah. Or maybe that's me. I mean, that that's the thing about it is that that's where we differ. You know, we're not media, are we? It's not our job to to put across a, a, a balanced point of view. We just call it as we see it, and that's the problem: is that people think, either people think that we we are we're going too far one way, or we're not. Whereas I've never, it's, it, you know, there are definitely, and in inverted commas, fan media. Channels I know that get told what to say and what not to say because they're owned by major media companies and they get told. And, you know, I remember. Let's just say this channel got told to not say nasty things about David Moyes. Can't tell you what channel it is, but I'll let you. I'll let you draw your own parallels uh, and conclusions. But you know, we've never, just never, genuinely never had that. But it's the what it came up against is this notion that uh, there's just people who can't fathom that someone's opinion might differ to their own. You know what I mean? So it's easier for someone to believe that something's fucked up with some mad conspiracy theory than to believe that their opinion might be incorrect, which I think is which is funny. And hopefully, you know, I, I, it, it's just about riding it out and just continue to be who we be and, and do what we do. But yeah, it's just that's the thing that, that winds me up. I hate that because I hate, I hate, I hate lies. You know what I mean? I hate, I, I hate nonsense being propagated and it does it winds me up so but thank you very much for listening to me to me have a little bit of a, a whinge and won't Chris people in the room plus also those of you listening at home it is total and utter bollocks um, that we would be in the, the pocket because Chris we're affiliates of Liverpool can I just clarify something like as an example the Weekly Planet podcast is the, like, pretty much the only podcast I listen to they're Amazon affiliates Um some of the shit they say about that. You know, the fact is, it, it's it's anyone could be a Liverpool affiliate. Mm. Effectively, if you've got a website uh, and you can sign up to a Web Gains account, you can be a Liverpool affiliate. Pretty much, you know. So you know, if people think that's a thing, it's genuine. Pornhub.com forward slash Liverpool FC. Sure, sure. Be a Pornhub Liverpool affiliate. Go for <laughs> it. Why not? Um, I would. I think they'd probably be a, a much more interesting way of advertising some of them. The kids and training where new player signing. Yeah, he just walks in on an, on an assi- I'm your plumber. On there a- it is. It's Mo Salah. Absolutely. As <laughs> a, yeah. I need some help in the toilet. Um, as an aside, uh, Liverpool State kits get unveiled soon, and we'll we will have access to that. But that <laughs> yeah, we're not in the Paris. No, but that's the thing about it is that I, I get, oh yeah, I, I like you don't say nasty things about the kits, mate. We do. Have you watched the videos? Have you watched the videos? We defo. If, if I like something, I say I like it. If I don't like something, I say I don't like it. Or it I hate it. it. You, Even you know then, what? Here's the thing. They've won, but I was discussing this, Paul. Yeah, I know, but it, uh, effectively, that shut up. That <laughs> yeah, effectively, it's one of those things, isn't it? It's uh, yeah. 
Let's move on to footy. Let's move on to footy. Actually, I want to quit. This question was going to kick us off before we it all kicked off. Um, Black Nath, Nath B Lightning 4 says, Who's been your favourite Liverpool player who you know was shit? Mine was Nabil Elzar because I thought he looked like me. I think I, I can't remember. I've, I think I've answered this question before. It's cult, It was cult heroes that. It wasn't so long ago. My favourite Liverpool player who you knew was shit. Okay. I I don't know, Paul. You, you go first. Mine's man. probably falls in that that the 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 Julia era of maybe a Bruno Sheru or whatever, because I looked at him and I looked at the way he was built and he, he had that he just had like shades of Zidane in the way in his gait and all that kind of stuff. And he just was he was just shit, and he had those couple. Of, he scored a couple of goals back to back, like Chelsea and Newcastle. And um, you thought, okay, yeah, maybe this is him turning the corner. And now, now, no, never, never did. Um, other than that, I, I keep, I always come back to it. And he wasn't because he was shit, um, but uh, like Paul Jones, and he, he only spent like a couple of games on loan from Southampton to Liverpool. And he was one of my favourite Premier League goalkeepers, and he was well past his prime by the time he got to us. And he didn't really do anything of note. He made like one amazing, I think he made like one amazing save, and the ball was immediately followed in, and he scored. So we never got to do, have any heroics. But he was one of them that I was like, I was buzzing when we got him because he'd always been a. Thing, I think, but he never, he never I, did anything. I, I can't. I'm, I'm gonna go with Christian Zieger then, okay. for kind of the same reasons. I loved him when he was playing mm-hmm. in the Bundesliga and stuff like that, and he was a great player. And then, did we sign him from Middlesbrough or something? That sounds familiar. Yeah, and then when he came to Liverpool, he just wasn't the player. But I kind of always rooted for him and, and was hoping that he'd be that guy that yeah. was there. But anyway, yeah, probably better. not a very well-known player. Mm. Yeah, certainly not these days. Um, okay, so we, we'll come on to our main topics then. And We've had a few people ask this question, so the, the two I've picked out were... Greenhouse uh, Cavite, who says, do we really have a plan B with transfers or will we just make do with what we've got if we don't sign key players? And it was also backed up by uh, Outer City Cop, who just started his own YouTube channel as well. Good luck with all that, mate. Um, Make sure you stay out the club's pocket. Uh, Who do you guys think LFC will buy if we don't secure Virgil van Dijk and uh, Cater this summer? Um, So, yeah, I think that... Going back to what, how we started the, the show to some extent, Chris, I um, I feel like Liverpool, the only way Liverpool can come close to winning in this window, and it's a complete bullshit made-up sentiment, um, is if they, start, if they get Van Dijk and Cater over the line. But, yeah. and, and it, people don't, don't care what, you know, it doesn't matter what it costs, Liverpool need to get those two transfers done this summer, otherwise there's just going to be ammunition strewn around the place to take pot shots at the the, the the club, the manager, the transfer committee, the, the owners, etc. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think look, either way now, if one of those signs isn't done, there'll be there'll be some kind of a failure on Liverpool's behalf. I think the biggest failure has already happened. You know, the Virgil van Dijk stuff and I know it's it's probably a month ago now that it all happened. That is a massive drop bollock. Mm. And one that I think is it's fair to keep on talking about because you just can't make mistakes like that when yeah. you're talking about one of the top centre backs in Europe yeah. right now. You you just can't put yourself in that position where you have to be at the behest of Southampton, whether they're gonna sign or the player has to go and put a transfer request in. That's ridiculous. That's absolutely friggin' terrible. And by all accounts it wasn't all the club's fault mm-hmm. but ultimately that information came from the club first and foremost and they did do the meetings with Virgil van Dijk yeah so I mean I think the problem is, is someone's, someone's grasped them up 
and that's but that's a risky that's a risky thing. I I, I got no problem with and here's the thing: it is me condoning an illegal action. Um, I've got no problem with Liverpool going absolutely out the way to tap up Virgil Van Dijk, and this is because if it comes down to a, if without having had that conversation, now it could have been done in like the the tried and true old fashioned method. You just do it. You do it through an intermediary. Which is what it should have been done, but if it felt like there was a tipping point, and let's say, and there's no, of course, there is no evidence that no, and no charges have come of it about Jurgen Klopp met him or not. But if Jurgen Klopp did physically meet him, if that's tr- if that's true, and we're not saying that it is, and he felt it was because that was going to be the deciding factor in getting that deal over the line, because we were going into a, in a straight battle with Chelsea and Man City for a player, and these are two teams that can totally blow us out the water in terms of finances, even if we go high on finances. Um, I get that. It go, it's like Rafa's old adage about how he was racing against the Ferrari and, yeah, and that. Yeah, when he, yeah. But do, he was in a high spec BMW, but he's still racing against the uh, racing against the Ferrari for the top of for the top of the thing. And I still feel like wacky races on it and gets well, some exactly. pins on the road and yeah. shit. Like, but well, this is the thing, isn't it? You know, and this is where you know we've, we're maybe trying to we're bending the rules and maybe to the point of you know we've. we've We've gone past bending of the rules to make to make that. So I understand Skype, guys. Skype, Skype. but uh, even that local or another video no, where call up, whatever true, true, true. it is. Yeah, yeah. Other video <laughs> call ups are available. Um, but no, I, but again, I, it's like anything. I, I know myself. I would always, if I, if I feel like I've got to make a, get a point across, I'd always rather do it face to face. And that's the problem. You're not allowed to do that. But if you don't get caught, there's no problem. You know what I mean? I tell you what, Snapchat's probably perfect for this, isn't it? Delete. They disappear after ten. I mean, you, yes, his agents probably screenshot and stuff <laughs> and sticking it out on Twitter. <laughs> fucking idiot. Um, no, look, look. I think you're right. Your point is is right. Sometimes you you do have to go a little bit above and beyond what everybody else is if you want to secure something like that. But the fact of the matter is, it was leaked. We are we maybe have moving it on. So we maybe have a chance of still getting Virgil Van Dijk. Mm. We need to get that done. We maybe have a chance of still getting Naby Keita. But, we need to get that done. The net the, the, the question was yeah. do we have a plan B yeah. well until when do you go to plan B well this is the question this is this is this do, is the do question. you go to plan B when plan A is not working or when plan A is failed because in a football match you might do it when when well, it's a, a smart manager would do it well, well before the shit hits the fan wouldn't but we're not it, we're not in a football match we're in yeah. something that you know Two weeks before the end of the transfer window, Liverpool can move on to the plan B. Yeah. Unless the plan B options start going. Yeah. In which case then you have to well, make a decision, this a football is, decision. This is where this is where I think all the stress of the window comes from though, is that there's no uh, there's no obvious backup plan B there. There aren't any there's no link tangible links that are plausible. There's just there's just a lot of shit media outlets looking for clicks, throwing names out and hoping that something sticks effectively. Is that a problem? It's a problem. It shouldn't be a problem, but it is a problem. Who's because a problem for? For Liverpool fans, right. in a general sense, because it's it's like it's like you face it. Let's say you face with a problem, and again, everyone should be able to switch off to this. But we exist in a world where it's very difficult to switch off to it. You reach again. You reach an impasse on something, and you can stress out about. It. Let's think. Let's let's look at. Like buying a house as an example of it. So you, and I know you've got a fair whack of experience when it comes to stressful house buying experiences. So you reach a house and you imagine you reach an impasse where it's all ready to go and blah blah blah, and you you're waiting on this and it's just not happening, and you you hold off and hold off and hold off. Now I know actually both you ended up in a situation. This and my cousins end up in a very similar situation where, long story, but very difficult to complete a deal on a particular type of house. You reach a point where you you you've either got to 
persist with it and trust that it's all going to come off, or you've got to go out and find well, another solution. Yeah. Okay. And it's you find peace in actively seeking out other solutions or knowing that other options are out there. Because when you've got other options, you can relax a little bit more because it's not you're not your whole future isn't hinged upon one person making a decision. And that's where people a lot of people stress. I think in this it comes from. Okay. Um, can I just give a shout out to my brother-in-law Ed, who listens to this podcast, who is now living with my in-laws because his house deal. He's completely stalled, right? And he's now looking for a short-term lease, yeah. potentially. So you, so they, these are the options yeah. that Liverpool have. Do you go for a short-term option? Yeah. The guy you might only be around. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com for a season or yeah. two or do you look for that forever home yeah. slash Virgil oh. van Dijk <laughs> <laughs> it's true isn't it absolutely true but for, it depends what type of a person you are and look there's a reason that Liverpool have said we're not in for Virgil van Dijk and there is a reason that Liverpool haven't signed another centre back yet mm-hmm. Because they're lying, yeah. quite frankly. Because they do still think that the Virgil van Dijk deal can go ahead. Yeah. Otherwise, if it was two, the rumours would have started straight away about what the backup option oh, was, yeah. the plan B. But there isn't a plan B in the centre-back, or he's not gone yet, and we don't need to know about but it. But here's the thing, and, and let's, let's just continue the, the, the home-buying analogy, though. I don't, you, I don't want to do the forever home Virgil van Dijk no, thing no, no. again, though. But you, wait, you waited out, you got, you got, you got the deal done eventually. Cousins had, it was like exactly the same situation. They... Couldn't, couldn't, they just couldn't get it over the line. So, what did they do? They built an extension on their existing house instead and they stayed put. And then again, you've got your brother in law who's gone for a short term lease option. This is the, what faces with Liverpool, and is the, the thing. And I, I just don't know the answer. And there's no even inkling of the answer. And there's one, if there's one thing I fucking hate, because I, I, I have this, this is one of the, like, the key bones of contention I have in like in my, like, my relationship when, I have an, when we have an argument about stuff, it's when you. You can fret over all the way, all, all the so in the absence of information. Sometimes it's best just to you go. We'll just deal with it when we when we get there. But this is the position we're in, where it's a constant daily dialogue. 
we just need a little bit of something to give us a just give us a little bit of peace. So because at the minute, it, this is the problem, Chris, and what it was we're kind of driving at before is I uh, we're gonna have to face up to a world where Liverpool might not be able to get either of those players. We're gonna have to deal with the stress of Liverpool are either gonna go and buy two second choice targets and everyone's gonna fucking kick off. Yeah. Because unless they're Mario Goethe and Jonathan Tarr, people are gonna lose lose the shit. So we're gonna have to fight, we're gonna have to deal with that. Or alternatively, Liverpool don't. So Liverpool decide, you know what, we'd rather buy no one than buy someone. Can you ready. can you even imagine what that's gonna be like? Yeah, I can. It's gonna be really difficult to deal with but again I keep coming back to it Paul and I think the point stands is that there's what seven weeks left of the transfer window now Yeah. until Liverpool know that they're not going to get Virgil van Dijk and Naby Keita I don't see the need in moving on right. to the second targets because the, you know you might have back, a backup plan mm-hmm. but if he's half as good is it really worth it you know what I mean mm-hmm. you sign two backups now and Virgil van Dijk moves to Chelsea at the end of the yeah. window, or Naby Keita does move, yeah. you've got egg on your face either way. Do you think it's a case where I mean, because I think that's probably where the position will have pulled in, and this would be this would be this theory would be evaporated by someone buying Sacco. But while Sacco sits there, I don't think I still don't think he's ever going to necessarily going to come back into Jurgen Klopp's plans. And I don't believe in the, I don't believe we're doing this we're doing a sell to buy thing. If I'm honest. Not entirely. We we will we'll probably have to be a, a portion of the transfer budget. We'll have to come from from that. I still think we can get one big deal over the line before anyone necessarily needs to go out. Although there's probably like a squad depth issue of keeping players who, who, look, who cost money. Chamberlain might be reliant on Sacco, yeah. but you might be able to get Keita and Van Dijk or but two of those. Players. While you've got Mamadou Sacco there, your replacement, your guy, if you're going to go buy a centre half, he's going to play left side of the of the centre back pair, and he needs to be better than what we've got at the club already. Otherwise, yeah. there's no point. And I think that's where Sacco kind of... Maybe maybe he does ease the pressure on that a little bit to some extent. Whereas it, it's pop, maybe maybe there's literally no chance and maybe it's just me just randomly speculating. That's that's what it is. Um, but you've got him. If the worst comes to the worst, you just turn around and go, Mama, do welcome back, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and, you, and you know, you, you, you're probably, you've probably improved. Just, if Lucas goes and Sacco takes his place... You've probably improved. You've improved your defense, haven't you? And I know people would be like, "Why didn't they just play last season?" <laughs> I'm fine. You know that that will of course exist, but maybe that's where that is. I hey, look, it's a good point, Paul. But with regard to the midfield, though, and the, and the other things, I don't know. I I, I get what you're saying. It, 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 but there, has, there does have to come a point, and the problem is again, it's just fear, and it's us being fearful, and it's us in the absence of information filling the blanks in with fear, or you choose to fill it in with positivity. And I think the people who are filling it with positivity are probably not on social media, so it feels to me where exactly, <laughs> which is weird. But yeah, it's <laughs> you would be filling the gaps with positivity out of the two that's of us. That's not me. Out of the two. Um, Maybe that's because you're being dragged down by I the know, honestly, I'm being dragged into the mire. Um, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you yeah. can give me a good reason why Liverpool should move on to a target that they don't think is better than their first target, I'll happily change no, my no, opinion. I agree. And but when you're second, third choice, or second and third choice for a fucking reason, yeah, there is no reason to change. It keeps pulling it down to the absence of it because what we do is this is the thing. We are, a lot of this is based on. I think Jurgen Klopp said, you know, I think he wants, he did want more business done a bit earlier. I think that's fine. I think that would have been the absolute ideal. It's just we're, we're maybe a few. Our thinking bases on like, well, last season he wanted it done really early. Fine. Um, 
so maybe we're thinking that maybe we've got we've all got this imaginary cutoff period where it's all fucked once it goes past a particular date. Yeah, but that's the thing. Look, look I agree with you. Jurgen Klopp does want his signings early. He's got to teach them his way of playing mm. football and stuff. But last season, if you'd have told him that he would have got Sadio Mane in on the first day or the first, a day before the the Arsenal game or whatever, yeah. and he was his top target, or he could have had you playing right wing yeah. from the beginning of pre-season. Yeah. I tell you which one he'd have gone for, mate, and it's no, it's no disrespect. Soft, to you. It's no disrespect. Well, to you. no, no, no. It's it's unfair, it's unfair to even put me in the bracket. I know it's true. Um, but yeah, it's, but yeah, no, I know. I, 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 I absolutely take your point. I think the problem is, is that we're sitting here and we're going, well, no, look, look on the bright side. And the, and the, and there's people going, well, no, fuck you. I'm gonna look on the. I'm gonna look on the gloomy side. Look on the gloomy side all you want. Yeah. I don't give a shit. That's what I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah. I've got my opinion. Yeah, yeah. And if you can give me a good reason why Jurgen Klopp should go from his first target to his second target when the first target hasn't gone, I might change my opinion. Yeah. You're going to have to at me to do that because I don't go on otherwise. Yeah, no, it's true. Um, no, it's a good point. And I think that's what I get. Yeah, that's what it, I think that's what ultimately what it is. Is there's no, here's the thing about, here's the thing about football and it's a thing about life. I Oh, deep. I know. Um, That'd be good now. But no, but it's true. But here's the thing because we've got no evidence to suggest really that everything's fine. No concrete, no like talk. No one's, no one's whispered in our ear and gone, this deal's definitely happening. All that's gone. But equally, there's nothing. Definite saying that it's all fucked. Now, again, I agree that there's there's loads of evidence of Liverpool fucking things up in the transfer market. So I agree that's that 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 is a big backpack. This season as well. Well, exactly. That there's a big backpack. Jurgen Klopp's like you know the, the let the backpack go with all the history and all that. This is recent history. Some of this stuff and it, and it's yeah, and it's, it's right. definitely valid. But as you say, again at this point, I just big. Big kind of shrug, and the hardest thing is, of course, what it boils down to is that we are getting closer to the point. And the point of no return is, you know, August thirty first. You know, and if if it's not done, if Liverpool don't add any more players to their squad before then, I think it's fair to say we'll have a harder season than if we get a few more quality bodies in. But equally, again, looking on the bright side. I see a lot of people saying like, "It's fucked. We're not. We're 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 dead. We're with Blah 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 blah. <sighs> Maybe." Hey, maybe not. You know, maybe maybe it'll be fine. I don't know. It, it, the point is, none of us know. So how you choose to react to it ultimately is is your own product. Do you know what you need to you. do? Sort the fucking internet out, Paul. Because I can't be de- I can't be dealing with this every Tuesday. So make sure the internet's just better. Yeah, it shouldn't be this way around. Yeah. This is the, this is the wrong dynamic. <laughs> I don't like doing it this way. You're yeah. supposed to digitally cuddle me or real cuddles or whatever. I don't like it this way around. Take, take me back to last week. Yeah, it was take all me fine. back um, to the magic of the moment. Um, yeah. So yeah, I say it's, it's ultimately it's up to you how you. Choose Choose to react to, to all this stuff, and uh, is don't react like Paul is what we're don't trying to be, say. Be less like me right now. I'll be fine tomorrow. I just start off. It's just how I feel today. It's fine. Um, the uh, on the plan B though thing though, Chris words wow, in words order in order <laughs> forming sentences. Um, I I I believe that it's going to be fine ultimately. I don't believe that we, we, we there's not a backup plan in place. The plan B is what the, what, the plan B is ultimately what we'll end up with. Yeah. You know what I mean? If we don't get the two, the two, the yeah. two guys. Plan B could be shit. I Maybe people don't want plan B. Yeah, but, plan B could be terrible. Yeah, well listen, you know, since the defamation of Strickland Banks, you know what I mean? What, you know, um, but here's the thing, I, good, it, I, 
these guys, it's it, it's not it's not on us and it's not up to us. You know what I mean? It's up to the guys who get paid to do to do these things. And I, you've got it. I think you've kind of got it. It's hard. It's hard putting your trust in other people to, to determine your happiness. Oh yeah. I mean, look, if we're playing footy manager, I don't mind me assistant manager field in the pre-match press conferences. Mm. But is he doing post-match? Is he fuck? No. I don't trust the cunts. No, no, fuck that. And also, you can do it on the new one. You can let them buy players for you. No. <laughs> fuck off. No. I'm buying my own players. Thank you very much. But yeah, this is the thing. It is very difficult. And this, but then again, again, that's football, isn't it? Football is about hinging your happiness on how a, a random selection of other people perform. In shorts? Yes, sure. Go ahead. And occasionally I wouldn't have picked that to begin with. Yeah, go ahead. And that's, you know, exactly. I wouldn't have thought that. You know, no one tells you that. You know, when they go through life and they give you life advice, it's probably like, try not to pin, try not to hinge as much of it, try to hinge as little of your happiness as possible. In, in knee highs. On 11 fellas running around in shorts. And knee high socks. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah. Why? Well, they are. You, okay. you don't wear them in any other situations. You no, have fuzzy. Hey, hit the knee eyes on, lads. Roll, let's go. Roll your socks down, you dickheads. Um, Tom Dav- you don't like Tom Davies, though, having the socks rolled down, do you? No, I hate that. I really like that. Um, but anyway. It's um, the cockiness that you like about it. You love Cantona's uh, thing as well, didn't you? I, I, no, it's not even You hate Cantona, but you love that. I, did, I, I didn't mind Cantona too much, apart from when he played us. But the. No, I, no it's not even that. I just like the. I just like the the fact that it's just it's so it's the opposite to pulling your socks over your knees which is like if you're not Thierry Henry pull your fucking socks down you know what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway yeah look it's tough and like I say it's, it's choose to choose to believe what you want to believe what it, what it it's it's hard because I know I'm guilty I'm guilty of it to, to a certain extent like but I'm trying my best that to let people have their own opinions but I don't I don't like this there's, a, there's just a there's a language there's a, a language of negativity and there's a, there's this mini division and it's not really a mini division of, of, of the fan base because I think there's a people who have got there's this like the people who would bang on the FSG out stuff and I think they're a little core and they're getting bigger of course they're getting bigger because that's what happens when you put your consistency and your in your voice and your and your message and whatever and you don't have any massive evidence to blow you out the the water fair play fine. Um, but I'm just bored of the, I'm bored of the I'm bored it happened with Rafa and your dad. Ra- you you were raffer out or you were a raffer apologist, and I hate seeing upbeat, positive people being called like like treated like happy clappy dickheads because they're not they're mm. not buying into it in all being shite effectively. And um, so if you're feeling good about Liverpool, keep it going. We'll, we'll we'll try. I'll try my best to cheer up, and Chris will. Well, Chris probably won't stay cheery, but that's just a life, just life more than anything else. You'll be ha- you'll be fine with all this stuff until the point where it's fucked. And then I'll rant. Yeah, but this is it. I remember saying about managers in the past, and I said, here's the thing, and I've repeated this message a few times. We've been seven years we've been doing this now, so we've had a few occasions to, to, to share this message. Don't be concerned when angry, miserable people are fucking asked about things. Be asked when the fucking upbeat, optimistic people have had enough. Um, and I, I think I'm, I'm saying this on the back of sounding really miserable, but I've not had enough of the, the structure at Liverpool. When I've had, when I've had enough, and I'm, I'm on the fucking go back line. and watch some of the Hodgson videos and we, when we were there oh, and the Hicks and Gillette yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. and we were there marching against yeah, them exactly. and appearing in dear Mister Hicks and all that type yeah, of stuff. Exactly. You, honestly, you'll know them. We're not in the Cubs pocket. Yeah, absolutely, completely, completely agree with all that, and I've got no problem with jumping back on the barricades again if needs be, um, which we've said on this podcast before. I hate the fact that we have to repeat this shit. Um, anyway. Um, we don't. We do. We do. We, do. we just do. Um, Connor Mudge, Chris Mudge underscore Connor, is your ketchup in the fridge or the cupboard? Cupboard. Do people genuinely put ketchup in the fridge? I, loads of people do. 
and this is this is a mental it's mental to me okay. i mean it it doesn't make any sense ketchup's been around since like the 1870s okay. Did people have fridges in the 1870s? No. Where did they fucking keep it? In the fucking pantry, in the cupboard, and whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's fine. It's absolutely fine. The reason the ketchup gets fucked is, and, I, and you'll know this from yeah. the tavern, yeah. is when you change the temperature of it too often. Oh. So when it sits out all day on a restaurant table and then they put it in the fridge, then a, a, a nasty gas builds up. Well, no, you know, you know what that is, though? That's because this is a complete aside, but there's a restaurant we used to work for and they used to top the glass bottles up and it was combination of sealing the air that would ferment exactly. and then the change of temperature and you would have exploding ketchup bottles. But what we, what we what we noticed is when you top the ketchup up and just leave it out, it's absolutely fine. It is the, it is that changing of the temperature that actually actually um, does it like just to, just and it's to, disgusting and let, it blows up. Let me let me expand on this then because I'm interested genuinely. Mayonnaise? Mayonnaise, I would fridge it. I would fridge a jar of mayonnaise, a jar, but yeah. not a squeeze, not a squeezy one. Yeah, I don't know. I th- the reason that I put mayonnaise in the fridge is I don't like it warm. Mm-hmm. I like it's like white wine. You don't have to keep it cold. Yeah, but it just tastes better. Sure, and but that's the mayonnaise. You I like don't red wine cold, don't think. Yeah, and, that, and that's fine. That's wrong, but it's fine. Yeah, absolutely. And but the, there's a taste thing with the mayonnaise. If you like your ketchup cold and you and you that, that's fine as well. You can keep it in the fridge, but don't think you're doing it any good. Butter. I keep it out. But is that butter or butter? Marge? Butter, Marge, I keep in the fridge. See, I understand the keeping the butter out just so it's actually usable. Yeah. But margarine is unkillable. It's basically like it's not even food, so it can. It literally it, it doesn't go out. It basically doesn't go out of date. Yeah, I mean, I will the, I will challenge you that that it can get pretty nasty. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if it's, if I've, it's, had if so, it's I've had some pretty contam- mean if margarine. Can, if you contaminate it because you're putting your knife. It, it uh, yeah, and look, I'm not going to get into whether my wife cleans the dishes properly or not. <laughs> I don't not because God's sake. Not because yeah, you your brother-in-law. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Let's no answers to that. It's more likely Robin, to be fair. Like. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, house master. In a world where Simon, Loris, and Danny are all injured, of the current outfield players, who would you have in goal versus Watford? Uh, hang on. Where's this question? Simon. Loris and Danny are all injured. The current outfield players, who would you have in goal versus Watford? Uh, well, it's not going to be Klein because no. he's really, really small. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to edge it from, from that. I'm going to go to someone. Do you know what? I fancy Gruwich as a decent keeper because he's big. He's, he's that's tall. You, that's, you, that's, a, that's a common misconception. Now people do this. Like they go, oh, put the big lad in goal. I I put, I'd be putting Moreno in, you know. I know he's teeny tiny. He's also but he's thick, but he's bouncy. Do you think? I, I think just think he'd be like a little flea, like you know, jump. Up. I bet he's dead agile. I bet he's dead. Okay, dead, I will. I'll, I will bow to I mean, your to be knowledge fair, it does of say, goalkeepers. It does say yeah, current outfield, but I, I'm, yeah, he's technically at the club, isn't he? Oh well, well let's go with a, a, a 2016-17 first team. Mm. Milner. No, no, actually, no, I didn't mean to say Milner. I meant to say Henderson. <laughs> Henderson. Henderson. We'll, we'll not edit, we'll edit that. We won't edit that. Yeah. Um, I don't think Henderson Henderson played every, played every other position. He, he? he just didn't play his own last season, yeah. so I don't think he really counts. Either. Okay, sad. Um, would you go, would you, why wouldn't you go Coutinho? Do you not think he's no. bouncy enough? No, he's just, 
No, he's not. He's just too much of a fanny. <laughs> I just don't think he would. I just don't. Uh, Phil Coutinho strikes me as the kind of guy who looks down upon goalkeepers. I reckon Lallana would do a decent job. You I know? reckon he probably would. Because like, here's the thing. It's like, you, normally like one of your forwards are always good because forwards always have a little bit of an obsession with going in goal. Like, you should always see Rooney really, in training and yeah. was always an amazing goalkeeper. Like they have other thing they love. They always think they're better goalkeepers. They always think they're so good at footy, they're better goalkeepers. There's always a joke like, Pele was Brazil's best goalkeeper. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's because he was so good. To be fair, but no, it's, it's, it's quite a funny question. Massively, that will it'll be Shamal George, um, who's also a current outfield player based on yeah, yeah, yeah season. last season. Um, okay, we've not got too much time left. I just want to. Oh, there's a couple of good questions. Okay, Gooseman, Gooseman, Dembele. Uh, what team would win and why? Klopp sixteen seventeen or Rodgers thirteen fourteen? Uh, Rodgers thirteen fourteen. Suarez, Suarez. Yeah, I think he'd have as good a chance. But here's the thing, though. We Jürgen Klopp's team last season was just incredible against boss teams. Hmm. So I think we I think we could we could do a job on that team. Yeah, yeah look, you know, one of freaking football, Paul, anything could happen. <laughs> of course, of course it could. Yeah. But over the course of a season, I think that the 13-14 team will come out on top. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> and we're not going to get through all of these, but Danny Sumner, seven. How much do you reckon some Liverpool legends would be worth now? Kenny Rush, Aldo Barnes, Highway, Sunes, God, Thompson, Hanson, etc. I mean, Fowler's worth a lot. He's got a lot of property. Yeah. How? Let's do it. Let's. I think we you might have answered... transfer fees? Yeah, I think we've answered the, the, we've answered the John Barnes on the past, but I think you look at what... John for what John Barnes was that John Barnes that we signed and he had those two or three years where mm. he was like twenty goal season in and around that um, for a left footed left winger as well I think you're talking world transfer records that that John Barnes I, I think I think yeah I think you're probably looking at around what Bale was went for yeah and whatever Bale would go for Bale's probably gone down a little bit now but yeah. maybe maybe around that figure there around hundred billion yeah I wow. think so. Um, um, because here's the thing after school because we're doing the my club stuff on Pro Evo and you can win Liverpool legends and what I notice is like the older players like pace is so important in the modern game and although you know like like Kenny Douglas didn't need pace and Rush had it but I don't know I don't know comparatively how how, how fast he was in that kind of thing but I think Kenny would still be a, a top a top whack but what a lot of these guys like again they, they lack is just that yeah, I I kind of think of it. It's a it's a shame, really, in that you know Xavi never moved or Iniesta never moved, so you couldn't get a real yeah. reflect a current market value for a player that is instrumental in everything that they they yeah. their team does, yeah. but doesn't have those physical attributes. Now Kenny for me would fall in that bracket. Yeah. I can't think of many players like Alonso never moved for pure money. Did he? Did he move for thirty million like 30, one time? We sold. Zabi Alonso. Yeah, Zabi yeah, Alonso. When, like what 30, did he move from Real to Munich, though? Um, was that a freebie? I don't know the answer to that. Was... Like, he would be one of those games, like, he pulls the strings or something like that. Anybody no. know? Useless. Um, so, yeah, it, I think that would be really difficult. I think you're talking maybe, like, the 60 to 70 millions for Kenny, and I think that's bad. I think yeah. that's massively undervalued, but it just I think you're right. The physical attributes really... Yeah, they, they really are. are Someone like a Hanson, if, if if Van Dyke's going for fifty plus million, Hanson would absolutely be in that. I think would absolutely be in that bracket. Oh my! 
Um, I think it'd be higher. Yeah, similarly, like a Sunes again, you know, imagine a Sunes in Liverpool's midfield. If Kite is going for 64, yeah. I'll tell you what, Sunes is going for more than that. Yeah, 80. I'm saying 80. Go for it. Why not? And um, just lastly, I, I, we got a, a tweet, and I did ask people for topics, and Ole underscore LFC sent me a picture of two topic chocolate bars. I like the. Did you say topics? Send me some topics, yeah. Yeah, that's topics. I love, topic that. I love the fact that he's gone plural on yeah. it because it would have been so easy to just send you one. But that's right. Topic, yeah. No, it would have been absolutely, absolutely incorrect. But Ole LFC, you are our hero of the week. It's not going to be a thing we do every week. I'll probably forget that I've done that next week. Yeah, um, essentially, your hero of the season. Uh, wow, well, yeah. He's so been far, promoted already. So well far, done. So good. Nice topics. Um, brilliant. So, yeah, guys, thanks very much for everyone who's, who's gotten involved and emailed us. We mentioned this last week, but yeah, tickets now on sale. Red Men Live in Berlin. If you're going over to watch Liverpool versus Hertha Berlin, we are going to be doing a live show on the 28th details yeah 28th of july uh, doors open at seven o'clock at 7 30 we'll be going on uh football banter football chat all the usual stuff laughs quizzes giveaways loads of good prizes to give away mm. and stuff as well um yeah so it's bit.ly forward slash redmen live all lowercase to go and get your tickets there 10 pounds mm -hmm. in english sterling uh, if you're in europe you will have to convert that it's about 11 and a half euros <laughs> we've been through this absolutely so yeah come and come and join us come and have a bevy with us over in germany and then i'm going on to munich after that so if anyone's going to munich let us know and we'll try and meet up and have a, a bevoir somewhere around there um yeah anyway thanks guys for listening thanks for watching on the website as always if you enjoy the redmen tv if you enjoy the free stuff then go and subscribe on the website the why should they subscribe Paul well because it makes all of this a reality Chris the people who subscribe are the people who basically are the, the are, are backers our supporters and they're the ones who help make Redmen TV what if capable. they just like podcasts and they don't like video content well stay tuned because there is more audio versions of stuff so the Resident Roundup has an audio version that you can you can listen to if you just like audio stuff and much more audio-based goodness coming your way in the next few Now, the website, as, as it currently stands, doesn't really support podcasts. Oh, but it will. Wow. Oh, yeah. More news to follow. Um, guys, thank you very much. <laughs> um, hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Hope you enjoy your Liverpool week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. We'll be back with the podcast next week. Walk on. <laughs> <laughs>